Oh, look, that's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> he lives here, too. Last time I saw him, I think he was trying to wiggle his way into getting one of our uh, million views, gold bricks. That, uh, <laughs> 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 in in five, four, three. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Cali Brit Click, episode 47. And before we get into the introductions, as always, remember you can find this episode and all previous episodes on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, oh, yeah, remember you can actually watch the video ahead of schedule if you go to those areas as well. And like always, we have Claire the Plastic Architect. Hello. We got Ninja, Bricks Ninja, Ninja with the Bricks, whatever he wants to call himself today. Any one of those. Any one of those works. <laughs> and today and this week, we have the one and only, beyond the brick himself, Joshua Hanley. How's it going, man? Hello, everyone. It's I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's always fun just to sit down and chat. Uh, Lego and non-Lego things, you know, just yes. uh, whatever comes up in the conversation here. <laughs> That's like our that's like our whole shtick. That's the right. vibe I got from like I haven't I haven't watched any like full episodes, but I was flipping through a few, kind of seeing what was going on, and yeah, you know, just just bouncing around. That's all good. I can appreciate that. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Where's the Lego talk? What is this? <laughs> right? going on very little, very little Lego talk." <laughs> but I'm building. So. Listen to I if you're into. Imagine. If you're into live uh, streams with with very little Lego talk, check out the 24 hour live stream coming up on Beyond the Break. Oh, I'm excited! Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll be there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you want to you want to talk about that, right? Click since we we're on that subject. Like, what is sure. it? I know you do it all the time. Or what's it for? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So for anyone who who hasn't seen the 24 hour live stream that we do at Beyond the Break, uh, this is the eighth year actually uh, this year. So we've done it. Quite a few years now. It's always super fun. It's always the the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving here in the U.S. So this year we're doing it from noon Eastern time on Friday. I believe it's the 26th to noon Eastern time on Saturday, the 27th. And uh, we just stream live for 24 hours. We have tons of guests join us. Uh, myself and Bricks O'Brien, Brian Saviano, who I, I think has been on this show. He and I will be on the full 24 hours, the full time, just yeah. battling off sleep, uh, building what we can. Mostly just talking though, uh, and then people join from all over the world, and then all of the money raised. We actually have, we have a Tiltify campaign going right now, where we're raffling off the the brand new uh, UCS ATAT. Uh, so every five dollars you donate to that campaign is an entry to uh, win yeah. that set, and then all of that money goes to Creations for Charity, which is a charity that gives out Lego sets to kids, uh, underprivileged kids, kids in hospitals, places like that around Christmas every year. Yes. Wow. It's all about giving back. That's right. Right. Very, I, very cool. I like how he just he said that so clean. I wonder how many times we've said that. <laughs> it's been a similar pitch every year. So, so like I said, with at the eighth year now, I've had a lot day. of experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I've tuned into the to these streams the past couple of years, and it's always I always tune in at the like the worst part for you, where you're like dead. And I find mm-hmm. that part the most interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> In your eyes, we're just like, I want this to end like right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's it's. I feel like like twelve hours, like the the last half, the second twelve hours. It's just the pretty much the whole time. I'm just like, <laughs> when does this end? But no, it's actually. It was, stu- <laughs> Go ahead. It was actually one of the first like in the first week that I ever really started watching Lego YouTube. It was Thanksgiving of last year. Okay. And I like very, I was like recovering from like 
uh, minor surgery. And I was like, oh, let's just like take a look and see what's going on. And it's like, you guys, like Brian drinking pickle juice. Was that, was that that stream or was that something else? Oh, the spicy pickle challenge. Yeah, exactly. At the very end of it, we hit, I think it was $10,000 we'd raised in. He said, Mm -hmm. if we hit 10,000, he would eat the spicy pickle that this Mm -hmm. friend of his like cans and sends him in the mail or whatever. And it was very intense. Uh, we have that. Cl- we took that clip out and like posted it separately on the channel because it's very funny. If people want to go check it out from last year, it's stream. very, very funny. Yeah, <laughs> that was very cool. Very cool to watch that. I mean, watching Briggs O'Brien like in a demise of any kind is pretty funny. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. When he's in pain is when I most enjoy it. <laughs> and it's like genuine though. It seems like it's like does not seem like force. Like he did it again. He brought it to Brick Fair. He brought those pickles. They like go with him places. It's like he has to bring it now to like prove. Also, oh, is that where it comes from? Is that where it stems off of from for Brickford, Virginia? 20. No, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I don't know where he brought it, but like he gave it to Joey Maniac for bricks, and he, uh, he, I think he puked. <laughs> but it's Brick the Fair. same, the same friend of his who makes these. Yeah, that he had on the stream, and then like brought the uh, brick okay. and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down to try one of these pickles. I just got to say, I'm down for that. It's all you, man. <laughs> it's all you, dude. I think you'd be fine. I actually think we'd all be fine. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I took a I took a sniff of them. I'm like, these are fine. But but sure. it doesn't matter. Him him suffering is hilarious. <laughs> well you have to understand if in comparison to Indiana and Massachusetts, in California we have a lot of spicy food. That is true. We yeah, do. and we're yeah, and we're, like all our taste buds are like totally numb. <laughs> Well, aside from Brian eating hot stuff, how's everyone's week been? Boy, She's no, eating- I, my internet is. I'm just gonna awkwardly look. <laughs> Mine has been really. I sold my couch today. The one that you were trying to sell forever. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean like. I like, know I got the price that I wanted. I was like going back and forth. Apparently, like Facebook Marketplace now has like. A delivery system that like buyers can like hire so like the okay. buyer didn't even come and check it and there was like lots of little, like scratch marks on it from the cap so i spent like a couple hours today like cleaning it up because like usually with facebook marketplace i'm used to people coming seeing being like yeah okay yeah. i'll take it but that's like done and i have the money in my venmo and oh well like they get what they get you know it's the risk that they take i guess so cool, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's my that's my day i'm very excited so, because so now, now you have we have room now right what is that room mean? for oh just we have room for a christmas tree that's what it means that's it that's it you it's, sold your couch so you can put a christmas tree <laughs> no it's the no it's we sold the couch because the cat was destroying it that's why do you have anywhere to sit now or is it just the tree we had two couches okay. it was the it was the futon that was in the second bedroom before the second bedroom was a lego room <laughs> gotcha so it was due to be sold eventually right is it isn't it the couch you've been trying to sell on facebook or something okay yeah yeah it's Mm -hmm. gone yeah it's like a name brand so it was like kind of easy to sell oh okay so it wasn't (laughs) ikea furniture no sorry those those gucci couches so quick (laughs) no it was uh it was designed within reach which like my friend's dad used to call like design for the rich or something like that but honestly like it's ikea couches are like 600 bucks and yeah, they, they last, are like, expensive they last like a year and they like break they like literally deform over time that is true i think this one was like a, and futons are pretty expensive i think this one was like 
2500 bucks and it lasted like four or five years and I sold it for a thousand. So, boom. So, the 1880, that that's where it's going to, right? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Ninja? I did figure oh. out that the 1880 can fit in that shelf right there. So, you're, I mean, I already know you're getting it. So, like, you're going to put it on the shelf? Is it tall enough or is the shelf wide don't, enough? Or don't you have to just there? like move the head? It's like two feet, isn't it? The head, the head has to like stick out a little bit, uh, yeah. just a little bit. But then this, these shelves are modular. Like you can, I can just move. Oh, that's why you can move rod. them. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, but it, oh, that's right. Your your your. Uh, what are those uh, shelvings called in the bottom? Fit, where you put your, fit so. Oh no, like where you put your makeup and your parts and stuff, right there. Alex drawers. Those Alex are over there. That's okay. not these. That's not those. Yeah. So how wide are those? Like how far? How far do they come away from the wall? Oh, like. 12, 12, 13 inches. Cool. Not far enough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm assuming you're going to put it like sideways, kind of. At a diagonal. At a diagonal point. Okay. Cool. Oh, no. This shelf is 14 inches deep. It, this one protrudes out for... Why are we going into this right now? I don't know. This don't show needs some hoard home decor sponsorships like <laughs> I think right so. away. I think so. <laughs> here, here, yeah. Like, here, I'll show you. This is like my whole... I have like a whole beautiful like shelf too. system. Yeah. Ikea. Yeah. Hit us up, <laughs> Absolutely not. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, she she just bad mouthed their their couches. That's true. They're not That's gonna true. sponsor you now. <laughs> I recommend it's, it's a lot of their criticism, products, but not not that. <laughs> not the couches. <laughs> Waste wow. of money. Oh, that man. that is true. I've gone through like four couches in four years. That that I will. I have kids. I had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so, I don't know. Yeah. Kids. It sounds man. like. It sounds like you need a microfiber couch. I mean, before Indigo passed, I mean, would that have saved husky hair all over a couch? You can vacuum them and you can like clean them really easily. They like don't stain. And like, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we can get into it later. <laughs> You're like, let's get off this topic. But we have a guest. We have a guest. And we have to go pre-order Pokemon apparently today at GameStop. Yes. Shout <laughs> out right. to the Pokemon nerds. Ninja, how are you doing, bro? Oh, I'm chilling. For some reason, my internet is being like super janky right now. It you need some fiber, up. dude. You need to get fiber. Uh, well, you know, I don't have that option right there now. You don't? No, it's not yeah, they don't come. They don't uh, service this area, which is weird. Yet, yet. We yet. literally yet. had this conversation last week. Right. We did. It was more like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I think it was the episode I was watching with Sai that you guys were, I think it was that one where you were talking <laughs> yeah, about the fires. I remember a conversation very so similar Josh, to this happening. <laughs> Josh is sitting here having deja vu. Like, right? I'm totally was... messing him up right now. <laughs> You're just going to get every guest's opinion on fiber internet and where, wow, where it needs to go. I'm just happy that I have it. All right. <laughs> It's, you're just it's, trying to show off is what you're it's trying to really annoying. It's like point. when you're like yes. on keto or vegan or like you have fiber internet, you like don't shut up about it. It's like no. very... what are your up I also speeds? have fiber and I don't stop stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say because I was about to call you out on that. Yeah. <laughs> Cold buddy. I'm over here, wow. dial up still. Wow. It's all good. No, I'm all kidding. right. Well, I had a pretty eventful week. It was veterans week. Uh, I did so last week. I was kind of talking about um, had like a speech to do, so I knocked that out, and that was fun. Got awards, which was dope. Leave that aside. <laughs> but uh, it, it was a good week. I had a like I wasn't 
it wasn't as eventful that I had like as previous Marine Corps birthdays and Veterans Days as like as far as partying is concerned. I didn't really do anything. I just yeah. worked and kind of just did did that little ceremony and came back and worked and just enjoyed it with my family, which was fun. So, I seen you. I seen the clip yeah. that you posted on Instagram. Oh, giving the speech, dude! That was the perfect way to start that speech, man. <laughs> well, talking trash. I mean, that's what veterans yeah. do. We yeah. talk trash to each other all the time, and and not to not to put myself above like the politicians that were with me speaking before me. Um, and you know how politicians are; they like to say what they're talk like what they're doing for the community, as far as like you know uh, things being passed, uh, fights that they're doing. I didn't talk about any of that, obviously, because I'm not linked to any of it. All mm-hmm. I did was talk to the veterans as if I'm talking to the veterans. So yeah. talking trash about the army. Right. what i do um navy air force space force whatever it is and and having that kind of relationship was just a little bit was just genuine so it, it was like a conversation more than it was yeah. me speaking against everything then again i didn't really talk i didn't really show any of the speech part uh but it, it was fun and I, I was just drowning in like conversation with so many veterans in that in that ceremony and then in other places as well like there's just something about like veterans day and and or marine corps birthday that just kind of sparks it's like christmas or the holidays for most people like on that day where you just say happy holidays merry christmas or whatever you celebrate um it's just like a good day just to have a good day and then when you see another veteran it's like high five happy veterans day go get that applebee's that type of thing so it's it's one of those (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those days so i i enjoyed it it was a lot different from previous years um it was i also had that veteran stream which was really interesting because a lot of people came back at me like this is not my kind of scene really well, because it's like you put veterans together and we just t- go off. Like yeah, Josh was I mean. saying, not this Josh, <laughs> Josh Phil stuff. Like he was saying how the conversation would go like up and then down. Oh, in yeah. In like yeah. a second and then go back up again. Like, I mean, that's just how we are. It, I didn't really re- realize that was happening until I replayed some of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's how we talk. Yeah, I should have warned everybody about that, saying that we, like, you know, we just said a lot of bad things on there. <laughs> was this a lego I mean, stream or just kind of a general it was a, yeah it was a lego stream every year okay. i do a veterans day stream sometimes there's veterans on it sometimes there's not um but this this time around i thought it'd be best if i get like people within like the veteran lego community together that i know are comfortable being in front of a screen the hard part is just kind of pulling them out uh, yeah. of their little circles so uh it, it was it was a good good two hours of conversation that just didn't go stale at least for at least in my eyes, like the conversation kept going, the trash talk kept going, the yeah. stories came out. There was emotions going everywhere. It was like, <laughs> it That's was what I like. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, real. It, it was very well rounded as far as where we could go, which is typical when you get, you know, veterans together, like in general, like just not not just in front of a camera, but like when you put a, like four of us in a circle, that's exactly the type of conversation that would happen. Um, so it, it was interesting to show, uh people within the lay community that aspect of veterans and like to see how they would react to that because it's the this reaction that i got were the same you know like with my friends who are not in the military would react to those conversations which is definitely there's like a barrier to entry as far as like understanding but like yeah, it, it was it was still fun to kind of play with uh as a live stream <laughs> i like i'd like that i don't know that's my kind of stuff oh yeah you go that way too so you get it but aside <laughs> from that uh we have a guest his name is joshua he does a lot of interaction with the community and or like themselves he is really good at interviewing everyone literally everybody 
I don't know who he hasn't spoken to at this point or anyone out there who's not seen a Beyond the Brick video. But like all of this started somewhere. And uh, yeah, Joshua, can you uh, tell us how this started and became what Boone told me was a well-oiled machine? Is that, is that what Boone said? Oh, that's very nice. I met Boone like two years ago. <laughs> he came into my store, and then we were talking about because I I reckon I didn't know Boone had his own channel. I recognize it from Beyond the Brick. That's usually where I saw him. Um, and then I'm like, hey, and then we had a conversation, and he was he he was pretty much complimenting how your your channel, your brand is like the way you meticulously do things for your for your your brand and channel is like a well-oiled machine that has always stuck with me on like the hard work you put into it and like the type of variables you place in front of you to be able to you know succeed in what you're doing so it's kind of it's kind of nice to actually like see you talk about that so let, let's 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 dive into it let's start from the very beginning like where where did this all start and then how did it get to where it is today for sure. And right off the bat, I'll mention, so a lot of the credit for uh, being a well-oiled machine goes to my brother, John, who doesn't like being in front of the camera too much. He typically stays behind the scenes. Uh, if people watch like our quarantine cast or that sort of thing, then they would have heard us uh, maybe talk about him a little more. But if you just watch our convention videos, then most of our viewers aren't even aware of what John does. But he certainly uh, does a lot of that stuff, especially from like a, a business producer perspective in, uh, mm -hmm. behind the scenes that keeps everything going. So a lot of the credit goes to him and throughout our whole uh, story, he certainly uh, has been working very, very hard to get us to where we are today. But uh, today's or th this week really is like a, a good time to be talking about this because November 11th was the 10 year anniversary of our first episode ever. So our first oh, nice. podcast oh, wow. episode ever, uh, which was called a look at Lego actually uh, when we first started uh, right. was posted uh, November 11th of uh, 2011 now. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a long time. I was 15 years old at the time when we recorded the first episode. And now you got a better beard than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so a few things have changed. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, were you guys just as professional back then or was it like, I can't like, I can't imagine what that, no, you don't have to imagine. You know, it's still out there. It's very cringy. Oh, really? You guys, you guys <laughs> never took that content. No, down? We, we haven't taken anything down. Um, so you That's can awesome. find, uh, you can track down the old like audio only podcast episodes. That takes a little more digging because it was on like mm -hmm. a podcast network that we were a part of. But then oh, even hmm. our our very early uh, video uh, episodes with the old like Google Hangouts, a uh, Google Plus stuff that we used many wow. years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Google a long time up. ago. <laughs> that that's all out there. You can see those, and there's definitely awesome. some that's moments so that I probably regret looking at. But <laughs> but we didn't want to take any of it down because we figured just leave it up there, and it kind of captures that full history of what yeah. we've done at Beyond the Brick. Uh, but to your point about being professional, so uh, John in particular, he comes from uh, like a, a TV news background, so he worked in as a producer in a couple different TV stations and like. South Bend and then Indianapolis area here in Indiana. And so I think our channel from that kind of influence has always had more of like a professional approach to a lot of what mm -hmm. we do than maybe like your typical YouTuber might um, just, you know, like wearing the red polos to conventions and that sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Just a, a lot of different things. So I think a lot of that is influenced just from especially kind of John's background before we started uh, mm -hmm. really like going full time with YouTube. Shout out to John, the producer right that's right <laughs> so what what brought you to like the convention mode as far as like 
like uh sharing everybody's mocks that's that's one thing that a lot of people know about your about your channel is seeing seeing all these beautiful creations from different artists from around the world at this point because now you travel literally everywhere mm -hmm. um, so for the west coast yeah, uh so sometimes we don't make it out there uh, we don't make it out there real often i'll, I'll actually be out there in a few weeks here though actually but not uh, for lego uh, I'll be out there in the uh, uh, for a pickleball tournament, actually. So I don't know if you've heard, oh. have you heard us talk about this on any of the uh, streams at all. It became like a joke with Brian on the quarantine cast. But uh, John and I both play a lot of pickleball, which is a sport similar to tennis, if people haven't heard of it. Um, and the Nationals, which is like the big tournament for the country, takes place in California. So I'm going out there with my family, and we're playing different days in the tournament uh, oh, here in like middle of December. Um, so not Lego related, but I will be out there. But, yeah, that uh, sounds yeah. really fun. <laughs> it, it it is. It's a super fun sport. I highly recommend. It's give, it's very popular now. So there's probably courts wherever you live. And when mm -hmm. watching this, you could probably find people to play it with somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we don't make it out to California real often just because we are in Indiana. So it's much easier to do like Midwest and East Coast shows for us that we we can drive to all those. If it's if we can drive in a day somewhere, then we do. Um, so our, yes. our main West Coast show that we cover every year is Bricks Cascade. Mm -hmm. Portland has yeah. kind of become the big one for us and the one that uh, I would definitely recommend people checking out over there. Oh, yeah. I think, that, I think that is the big one for the West Coast. Is mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it certainly has. It's It's been really cool to see that kind of grow over the years. Mm -hmm. so that's what I was going to add on to. Like, you guys don't really come out here because all the bigger shows are more towards the east. Like for the most so part yeah brick world chicago and brick fair virginia are like the two biggest in the country yeah. and that's chicago and washington dc um the uh, the other brick world and brick fair shows there's some decent sized ones there mm -hmm. as well um so yeah a lot of the shows just uh just happen in the midwest and, and east coast Sad. there is like brick Fiat or brick rodeo now uh down oh, in yeah, texas yeah, that's that's, right. that's a great show that's right yeah and you go like overseas too right we like do, visually? yeah. So we uh, in 2019 we actually went to all seven continents in one year. Um, so we yeah. had we had shows in various places. Like we were in Australia for shows. We were in Europe. We were in South America for a show. And then we also just kind of were doing general travel along with those those mm -hmm. trips as well. Um, in so Antarctica. yeah, that's right. We 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 did go to Antarctica. We brought some Lego. Uh, had <laughs> played played with the penguins a little bit down there. We have, we have a video on the channel of us of us uh, bringing some Lego there. Um, but yeah, doing international stuff when we, we it wasn't our full-time job until uh, like spring of 2017 is when we went full-time. And when we went full-time with, with YouTube is when we really wanted to start doing a lot more uh, international shows. And ever since then, we've just kind of done it as much as we can and uh, tried, to, tried to cover shows as much as possible and made it to uh, most parts of the world in terms of where Lego fans are based. There's still... A few places we haven't made it to yet. South Africa is one of those places where there's a, a fairly big community. We haven't been able to make it there yet. Is there yeah. one in Asia? Uh, there's the Japan Brickfest show. So that's the big show that's kind of in, in Asia. There's That's in Japan. Um, there is some smaller shows in like uh, China, um, Singapore, like South Korea. There are some shows there, but as far as like real like community oriented in terms of what brings uh people from other parts of the world the japan brick fest show is kind of the, the big one there that's one of the the uh certified um community shows i forget what the exact name lego has for those is like the the, the one in portugal uh show as well is similar well with like you know the new new headquarters in singapore for is that right singapore for LEGO? uh that Asian sounds headquarters? right 
I, yeah. I think that I think I've heard that. I'm sure like more more larger conventions uh, with the popularity of Lego will suffice or, or, or surface up in like the next couple of years. So that should give you a good excuse to go to, to Asia. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, years. we'd like to definitely like to do more travel over in that part of the world. And I know China is like a massively emerging market for Lego with a yeah. number of stores, like opening hundreds of stores every year there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just been insane. So I think, yeah, you'll definitely see a lot more. Uh, shows over there but going back i don't think i ever really answered your question you asked earlier about how we got into conventions so i'll circle back around to that (laughs) sorry it's it's very easy to get going in like lots of different directions No, no, go wherever you want it's all good (laughs) (laughs) um so as far as like our own journey into getting into conventions so we started as i said the podcast in 2011 and that was audio only at that point um uh, for the first few months we only covered news and then kind of transitioned into talking with uh guests because we realized that's kind of what people were more interested in there's a lot of blogs and lots of places you could get news from even that many years ago nowadays it's it's there's just everywhere but um even back then you had brick set and brothers brick and places so uh we were like well we'll we'll start interviewing people more i think that's kind of a more interesting angle to take with the community and as we were chatting with these people uh people started talking to us more about conventions and when i heard about brick world chicago which is only a couple hours from where i live here in northern indiana I thought this is perfect opportunity. It's one of the biggest shows in the country. Uh, why not go over there and try to record some videos in person uh, at a convention and kind of see how that goes. Um, so we did, we showed up, uh, we were just there on the public days, just walked around. We didn't know anyone mm-hmm. at all at the show. We just walked up to people and said, will you talk to us about your creation? And everyone was very nice. Lots of people were willing to chat with us. And that's when we got our first kind of, uh, convention content that was we recorded a a great ball contraption video there at our very first show which was our most popular video and can, continues to be our most popular uh genre of videos on beyond That's the brick so uh, even 10 years later yeah so we kind of lucked into recording one of those at our very first show re- so we realized like how popular those videos can be <laughs> it's something so like simple yet complicated like, I think it's like, you just get lost in watching, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's, it's very calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what very people satisfying. tell us. Yeah, and then especially, we have a lot of parents tell us their kids love them. Like, their kids will just watch it, like, the same video again and again and again, right. like, ten times in a row. Just Some of those modules are, are crazy, though. Like, like the, the techniques that go into them, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, just, like what Akiyuki does, some some of the the different, right, uh, not yeah, just the American yeah. GBC builders, but builders all over the world, just really, mm-hmm. really incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I love it when they collab with each other, kind of, I would say like meaningful in a way, because it's like, it's it's a way to show creativity, but like in unison, and like with one, with one specific goal with getting your ball to the other spot, <laughs> and just to keep, it, just keep it going, just keep so, it going. Is it wrong that I like seeing them jam up and watching the balls go everywhere? <laughs> Uh, I mean, everyone loves chaos, you know, yeah, who no, doesn't like part. seeing things fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't like a drop test too, right? Why is this going uh, so smooth? Can we? No. But yeah, they work so hard. Like I've always said that they're the, the hardest working builders at a convention. I mean, there's yeah. a, it can be tiring for everyone if you're there by your build and talking with the public, but the GBC builders are on a next level with the amount of effort. Uh, if they're, you know, an eight hour public day session, two days in a row, and they're just having to man that basically that entire time. <laughs> multiple people making sure mm-hmm. that things are running smoothly it's really amazing mm-hmm. so not only the work it takes the skill and work it takes to build all those but then to keep it running at a show is incredible yeah. I, i've only seen one like 
big one once and it wasn't even that big but like the the, the ones that are out there are pretty pretty mind-blowing yeah. yeah again the uh the big ones are at like brick world and brick fair shows because that's where the gbc community really started and has grown at so the west coast shows in particular tend to have much smaller gbc mm-hmm. showings yeah, uh, which is a shame I, I i wish there was there was more out there but uh hopefully people continue to become interested in it and it'll continue to grow but like brick world chicago and brick fair virginia are where the two the two like records kind of get broken in terms of most modules at one show that's like where that's where i saw it this year i went to brick fair it was it's crazy how mm-hmm. it's like and it's super active and it's super loud like yes. you can't like, <laughs> like <laughs> try to vlog at brick fair virginia and you'll get like gbc in the background of anything motors, also like yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's really fun. I was really impressed by the whole thing. Yeah, it was much cooler in person. I can tell you that. Yeah, no, obviously I appreciate people watching our videos, but if if you can check it out in person because uh so you you catch on to all of the the camera can only show so much. So mm-hmm. all the intricacies yeah. of the movement of everything and the way that you can even a lot there'll be people I've noticed that stand there and follow one ball around the entire thing. So they they move with it and watch oh. as the ball completes the circuit. It's really fun, and there's always a million people around it. Like it's it's a lot of fun. It's just it's, like I said before. It's like one of those things. Just like it's very satisfying to watch. Mm-hmm. It's working smoothly. But you can you know? say that like about a lot of the Beyond the Brick videos. They're like. <laughs> If like, they work properly, then it's satisfying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, no, but they're like, they're really calming. Like, you know, it's you guys going through and talking to people. I don't know. There's like, they're like the cat videos in like the best way of the Lego community. You know, it's, like, it's like, and I mean this in like the biggest compliment. By the way, I didn't make that up. Um, but, but still like. <laughs> no, that's So our goal has always been to. So yeah, we we've never wanted to go the direction of like what you might call kind of what what I've always thought of as like the stereotypical YouTuber thing, which is like a lot of jump cuts, like heavily edited, um, yeah. you know, sound effects, whatever it might be, just kind of like over the top excitement. There's certainly mm-hmm. a place for that, and depending on like the type of content you make, there's no problem mm-hmm. with that. But that was definitely never our goal. It's always been much more conversational. We always wanted to feel like basically you're at the show and you just walked up and started talking to this person yourself essentially mm-hmm. that's kind of the the vibe that we want to the, the viewer yeah. to get from our videos um and so i based on the feedback we get i think we accomplished that uh, at least most of the time i think that that's mm-hmm. the the idea that people mm-hmm. get and that's certainly been so. my goal yeah. yeah no no you definitely you definitely do that you know how many times i look at the screen i'm like okay i hope they i hope they look at the back and okay they're, they're looking at the back of it all right ask them about that that little pe- okay they're asking about that little piece what's the significance <laughs> of the historical value like like you like you answer you ask all the questions that i guess most viewers would ask uh especially the, the military ones but like <laughs> uh, <laughs> especially though because i'm always i'm always diving deep in the accuracy of that stuff mm-hmm. uh but one thing that you do is that you kind of showcase different like sections of different lego communities and you and you showcase mm-hmm. them equally it's not like yeah. you're you're favoring one side or the other like you you know whether it be castle you know vintage yeah there's like, so like, many there's different so many out there yeah and like it's it's kind of sad to say that we're not linked in a way like we all have our like little like little niches kind of unless you're like like a group like YouTube, like we're all, we all kind of know each other, but like, if you go outside of the YouTube world, like you have a lot of like, you know, the lugs are kind of stuck What's together. Star Wars yeah. are stuck yeah. together. Castles stuck together. And, and, you know, the conventions kind of do this on purpose and it makes sense why they would keep it in theme. But like you, when you go to some places, like you see in some conventions, like some, some areas are more like kind of pushed to the side over the others, but you don't 
like ignore those when you go to conventions like you actually show like every single thing i, I remember what is, is the virginia videos where you like you literally record the whole thing when everyone's gone <laughs> yeah so so at yeah. brick fair virginia and brick world chicago every year we try we do full tour videos which in recent years those shows have gotten so big they're usually in like the three to four hour range of just walking around the entire convention hall and talking about the builds but those are so much fun, not only because I know viewers appreciate it and they like feeling like they're kind of walking around the whole convention as well, exactly. but you, there's so much that if you're just kind of wandering the hall, you're going to miss. So by yeah. actually like working, walking through every single aisle and by every single table and talking about it and showing it on the video, you see so many cool things that you would have missed otherwise. So we don't do those at every show just because it, it, they take a lot of time and depending on what we have time for, but uh, Brick World and Brick Fair are the two where we make sure to do it every year. Well, I really, I think it's really cool because you're also like record keeping in a way of mm -hmm. like, and it's, it would be really cool to go through and like, you know, the years that you've done it to see how those shows have grown and anyway, but that was cool. I remember yeah. seeing you guys like walking around various, everyone was quiet. <laughs> everyone was either like relaxing or socializing or having dinner and you guys are working like straight up working. That's right. Yeah. No, if, if yeah. you see us at a show, we're usually recording a video or, or doing some type yeah. of a. Uh, Work, especially on the on the public days but mm -hmm. yeah i mean uh we we certainly go like full bore whenever we're at any convention because our goal is to mm -hmm. record as much content as possible uh, while we're there so yeah. uh and, and uh, people will sometimes ask us like you know is that enjoyable for us because for most builders the the enjoyment is just kind of like going and showing off a build or hanging out with builders uh mm -hmm. but but that i genuinely enjoy like the opportunity to chat with so many builders and then knowing uh as you pointed out claire that there is like the the aspect of preserving someone's mm -hmm. uh build and that sort of thing uh mm -hmm. that you know because a lot a lot of these builds will be just destroyed when they get home so exactly. uh, w without a video on it no nobody would ever see that again right. Did it, it's like a tree falling you know that video you keep it keeping keeping the community <laughs> alive you know or like oh, quite remembered literally. quite mm -hmm. literally it also shows it shares ideas it shares like what has someone done how do i one up that one how do i make mine better it shows people like what could you do what can be done especially people who are just casual lego fans or you know very like yeah whatever about well, it especially parents you know well i think what's really cool about it is like if someone like googles or youtube like sticks like youtube into youtube lego they're gonna get you guys jang ryan justin you know what i mean like the top Easy. the big channels right but those guys are just doing like more normal like typical like review videos of like sets that you can buy on shelves while you guys are showing you know what i mean like this entire other world this entire not just like the afall like side of things but also like the creative outlet that it can be outside of just like building sets as they are which is like really cool and then even some people at conventions will have just like the full collection of like all the pirate sets that are all the pirate ships that I've ever been, you know what I mean? Or like all the space sets and stuff like that. And you show that. And so it shows like some history with it. So I think there's like, I think you hold people's hand when they're coming through into the Lego community as well. Like right at the yes. beginning, you know, which That's is really true. a good, yeah, good I, thing. I didn't really think about that until you said that Claire. Like I, you, you definitely in comparison to the, like to, to, to a lot of, to a lot of YouTubers, like you put a face behind, someone that you, is not normally on camera so you get to actually see people within the community who had no intention about being in front of camera so you, it's more real in that way uh, a, a form of reporting that is pretty unique yeah. right and and our goal has always been very much to have the builders at the forefront of the videos so 
uh, there's a lot of our videos where you might never see me or like if you just very briefly see me at the beginning or something like that. The builder has always been uh, the focus in kind of letting them get their perspective out there and kind of their inspiration and how they did the build. That's always been our goal, which then uh, is kind of funny because a lot of people then uh, they don't so much recognize me by like what I look like, but they'll recognize my voice. And so yes. I've had multiple times where I'm walking around a convention, like chatting with someone and then like someone walking by will stop and like turn around and be like, oh, I recognize that voice. <laughs> so it was, very distinctive. It was, yeah, it's all, it always cracks me up when, when someone says that. Does <laughs> you and Jang have that in common? <laughs> oh, I wish I wish I was on Jang's level. You know, I, th I think he's next here with that, but I do my best. <laughs> so like how do you choose if like if you were to choose or, or limit yourself and what you can actually record at a at a convention like what would it take for you to record someone's mock so at this point uh 10 years in now we've really gotten pretty good at identifying what is going to perform well on youtube uh for the most part and so a lot of what we do when we walk into a convention will typically show up um on the non-public days so we'll have time to walk around and kind of check everything out before the public comes in we're looking for those builds that uh, primarily we think will perform well online. And that sure. doesn't always equate to what is kind of technically the best build at the show or what the A-Falls might consider maybe the best build at the show. Um, we do cover that stuff as well. Um, but our number one priority is usually kind of what, what do we think is going to be popular online? Because at the end of the day, we need to make sure we're putting stuff out that gets views so we can keep doing what we're doing. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So so that stuff is, as we were talking about with uh, Great Ball Contraption, the GBC videos, we always, anytime there's a GBC, we try to record one of those. Star Wars stuff tends to always perform really well, especially mm -hmm. anything of any size that Star Wars, anything that has movement with Star Wars, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, or an interior so like any like if there's a a lot of people build like the classic spaceships from star wars but if they build them with like actual interiors that tends to do really really well and people love mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um so we do a lot of star wars on the channel and then military stuff as well um that not only tends to perform well i just like personally have a big interest in that sometimes i feel like maybe we like go overboard with the military stuff you're good just, keep going <laughs> just going. because it is i mean it does tend to be popular and then i also have such a strong personal interest in it um mm -hmm. so i try to make sure we still balance that out with other content but really like star wars gbc and military are the three like big genres of content that like as a rule tends to perform well um, and then anything kind of technic, uh, anything with movement, a lot, anything with like, like a lot of technical movement and stuff mm -hmm. can, can do well too, along yeah. the lines of GBC, that idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I would also like add to like, whatever can take your breath away from a distance. Like you know, yeah. very, like very, like something that's eye catching from far further away that would draw you in. I think that's like, cause one, one of those things uh, mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of your videos that are like, oh dude, that's cool. Like, like no matter where it is in that, in that room, it's going to draw attention right. um, mm -hmm. to those sets. So that makes perfect sense. I mean, so anyone who's listening to this right now, if you want your stuff to be featured on Beyond the Break, there, there, there are your variables right there to be on. <laughs> as far if as you as want that gold brick, who I think it was, uh, um, Martin Harris. Uh, are you familiar mm -hmm. with, with him? He's, yeah, so yeah, great builder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't remember what his name online was. Uh, he asked me one time. We were talking recently. I think it was actually Brick Fair, Virginia. Like, what what should I build? Like, what 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 do you guys want to cover? And I was like, mm -hmm. you need to build a uh, military themed GBC module, and that will that will get all the views. <laughs> 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 just, just just do that, and that, that'll cover all of the bases. <laughs> military. Wow. <laughs> 
How did um what's it called? Didn't you do you did his uh, Peach's Castle this year, right? I think mm-hmm. we did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's Brian, favorite. actually, I let Brian do that video because <laughs> I knew he, how excited he was about it. That's I was the like, personal. Yeah. yeah. Course, I was like, there's no way I could ever uh, encapsulate all of uh, the awesomeness of this. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna let Brian uh, do this because. I think Martin had said Brian like inspired a lot of that and he got and kind of pushed him to build it. So mm-hmm. it was really That's cool awesome. that uh, Brian was able to, to see that in person and then mm-hmm. uh, be in that video. And it's, yeah, it was a, a very cool build uh, to see in person, even as I'm very much just like a casual Mario fan, certainly compared to Brian. So uh, I still thought it was cool. I, thought, I think the colors were what really, really made it stand out. Obviously yeah, compared huge. to a normal castle. Yeah, yeah. The size and the colors. Mm-hmm. Very cool. It was, it was just fun watching Brian be a kid. <laughs> you know like so having something so like something he really wants lego to do in like in front of him although it's mm-hmm. not what lego did but it's still lego and it, it's yeah. something that he loves and, and very passionate about mm-hmm. so just seeing him talk about it and like ask the questions like that it, that was a perfect choice well done so thank you yes it was an easy decision you know the, a big <laughs> a big part of our goal as i mentioned earlier with you know, having the builders at the forefront is also with our contributors and anybody who makes videos for mm-hmm. Beyond the Brick is really letting them kind of live out what they're passionate about and their fandoms. So mm-hmm. uh, with Brian, obviously, like Mario's a big thing. So he's made all the videos for us on the, the different Mario sets and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And uh, wh- whoever it might be with the different things they're interested in. So like Kirk, if you've seen any of his videos on the mm-hmm. channel, like he made the one on the when the Ghostbusters Ecto one came out. He's yeah. really into like 80s <laughs> stuff. That sort all of the thing. 80s stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So John and I love when we can, uh, yeah, kind of like connect, uh, connect our different contributors up with things that, that they're passionate about. And then it, it, it's kind of a win-win for everyone. Yeah. I love that. I love that Kirk is obsessed with the eighties. It's hilarious. I don't even think he was alive in the eighties. <laughs> he, he, he was not. He's he younger was, than yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> it is really funny. And then That's like, we yeah. need more people like that. I'm like watching <laughs> all the home alone references. I'm like, were you alive? <laughs> during this movie <laughs> no no hey as long as his references are right it doesn't matter if he was yeah. they were they were very, the, it was well done we cannot <laughs> gatekeep the 80s yeah, you guys. That that's right. right i think he was born in the 2000s actually i don't oh, think he was born oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's shy He's just dead. he knows more about the 80s than i do that's crazy right. <laughs> oh my god oh i'm shout out to kirk oh, shout out bro um, to, you're the tiger <laughs> the geek effect yeah 86 um so we, we we touched on this a little bit like you are a record keeper for the live community that's essentially what you are um but what what is your education background uh so my undergrad degree in college was in uh history and archaeology and like museum work as well so like anything that's more mm-hmm. sort of hands-on with history is really where mm-hmm. a lot of my interest in and then after that, I got my master's degree in uh, European military history from the University of Birmingham over in England, um, because wow. that was always like military history has always really interested me, uh, but specifically uh, European history from like the era, sort of a lot of like 19th century, like Napoleon through like the Second World War mm-hmm. um, in particular, uh, a lot of different, a, lo- a lot of things to study within that area. There's a lot you can dive into there. Um, but that's always been kind of my, my main area of interest. And so I studied that in school. And then when John and I've traveled to, uh, Europe for Lego shows, we always try to visit as many historical sites as possible, which has been a really amazing kind of, uh, side effect of all the Lego travel that we do is being able to see all these incredible places. Kill two birds with one stone. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Definitely travel. That's for sure. (laughs) 
we do yeah i mean it's it's been great though and uh, the fans we get to interact with through our travel is is really incredible we've done a lot of fan meetups in different cities and people are so nice to us um and just like inviting us into their homes sometimes or just showing us around the, the cities where they live uh we're very trusting, both of us. <laughs> we probably do think we'll just like meet random people in a foreign city for the first time and have like no qualms about going anywhere with them, which maybe is a bad idea. <laughs> it's the only way to travel, though. You know, you got right. It's worked yeah, out yeah. for us fine so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there's the Lego community is pretty, uh, pretty uh, trustworthy. I think as well. Yeah, right. Oh, it's I think so. Yeah, I like right. to hope so. And the problem is, if it gets bigger, statistically speaking, it won't be. But you know, yeah. When we were in uh, when we were in China, we we even did a meetup with what there was one guy in China who who met up with us because technically YouTube is illegal in China, so really no one should be watching our videos there. But a lot of people, a lot of people like uh, uh, illegally, like quote unquote, illegally download them and watch a lot of YouTube there. Dang. So there were, there was one guy who came out and uh, showed us around Beijing a little bit when we were there. And that's a real supporter right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Went against the party yeah. on that he's one. Like, he's like skirting the law to, to show around these YouTubers. Right. My God. I hope <laughs> you did not record any of that. <laughs> Blur his face out. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh, man. Definitely get checking your video footage on the way out. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's great. I didn't. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. That I, I mean, we. How can you document that? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. Yeah, we we did record uh, the video. We did record. We went to the the Shanghai Lego offices, which is where Lego mm-hmm. has their headquarters for China. We did record some a video there, but but yeah. that was it for uh, Lego stuff in China. As in, like you have a very intimate uh, relationship with Lego. You, you've been to the Lego house. You've been to the vault. You've been yeah. to the headquarters. Like you've seen a lot of behind the scenes Lego uh, too much more like, than I yeah. should have. Yeah, no, oh. we, we've been able to build like really good relationships with people in Billund uh, in particular. And a lot of the uh, employees there over the years, unfortunately, a lot of them are no longer there. Uh, but, but some of the people in the early years that were kind of supporters of ours um, uh, when we were just a really small show. And as we grew over the years that then when we finally were able to make it over to Denmark, we're, we're super welcoming and uh, willing to, to show us around like, like the vault, um and lego house and the like, private museums and things there so uh just open those up to us and let us create content there and obviously then bring it to the rest of the world so mm-hmm. i've always been super appreciative of all the lego employees over the years who have uh, given us those opportunities and we try to do our best to kind of build those relationships whenever we can yeah and one of my favorite videos are of the lego house that you've done and the vault like looking at the all those vault, cool yeah. things places that i don't have no access to yeah yeah, I mean that—that's cool. the behind-the-scenes stuff is is really good to see. So thanks yeah. for bringing that to the world for sure. Our, our vault videos have always gotten a really good response because Lego House, you know, if you can obviously it's not super easy to just travel to Denmark, but if you travel to Denmark, then anyone can go in Lego House. But the vault is a lot harder to access. So yeah. that's something. Anytime we've we've had like an extra day in Denmark, we're reaching out to everybody over there, like, hey, can we get in the vault? Can we record <laughs> content? <laughs> and uh, typically, we can find somebody who, who will let us in. Uh, they have like their. Uh, sort of like curators, historians over there who kind of control all that. So if you can uh, get one of them to to work with you, then it, it usually works out. Nice. <laughs> I can go there and be like, hey, I know um, Joshua Hanlon. So, Joshua um, Hanlon. Oh, my bad. Try, try that. Mind. You know, get, give bad. it a shot and see yeah. what they say. I'll be like, hey. Uh, Show them this episode. <laughs> Can I can I can I get see the vault? Just just one aisle. <laughs> just one aisle. Just let me see what, one aisle. If you picked one aisle, which aisle would you pick? Western. Wherever Western's at. So the first the first right. round of Western. 
So '96, five. There we go. I see we have another man of culture in this stream. Uh, so Western Western is my all time favorite theme as well uh, because that's that's what I grew up. Man with of a lot culture. Of... <laughs> <laughs> what man? <laughs> Four Legoretto's my favorite set. <laughs> I know. Right. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the video Kevin Hinkle and I made? Uh, there was somebody at Brickfair, Alabama yeah. with all of I the Western that. sets. He yep. spent like 45 minutes just talking about every single one. Yes. Why, why right, it's such so an amazing theme. That, vid- that video was bad for my wallet. This is why. Oh, so yeah. I lost all my all my Lego. Uh, for most people, a lot of people know this. I, I lost all my Lego when I went to Iraq. I lost it all. Like all, It was with all my stuff that I put in storage. I lost my storage unit. That one. Was oh, it. so that's how I got out of Lego. So that video, <laughs> once I saw that video, I was already back into the Lego game. But when I saw that video, I literally went hunting on eBay for like the next couple months, yeah, trying to collect every yes. single set. Like I got like for Legoretto, <laughs> I got the the gold junk, the gold gold junction, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one the bank, uh, the sheriff's office. I still need to hide out. Like I'm just, I'm still to this day trying to collect every single one of them. I'm almost there. But you even like, dabbled into the the Avol designer. I got the Western. Oh, the yeah, I got the I got the saloon. Yeah. Um, and like it's just <laughs> that video. <laughs> I'm I glad that that really that really so warms well. my heart to know what we've done to you. I pre- <laughs> <laughs> and my wife doesn't like it, but I'm just yeah. Saying. I was gonna say Venus is a big yeah, Venus supporter. Is not happy about that. But Four Legged Riddle was a very very special set to me, and like it was. Mm-hmm. I remember asking my dad for that set. Like I, nice. I remember specifically because when I was a kid. Although I didn't really see my dad a lot, he would say, "What the what do you want Santa to get you for Christmas? Name five things." And one of them was that, and he got it for me. And I, even though this is as a kid, this thing's pretty big, <laughs> right? As far as a Lego set's concerned, yeah. I took it everywhere because you, you could fold up the thing, um, <laughs> the, the, the the box. So I would literally just take it wherever I was being babysat for that day. It's like this big. It's as big yeah. as the Vikings one. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I would carry it like cool. just little hunk. Take that like, Lego backpack. Yeah, and just just take it everywhere and just play last stand for anything I can come up with, you know what I mean? Because it's like a last stand type of fort yeah. type of deal. So you can like go to town with imagination. So like that, that's it's one of my favorite coveted sets, which I now have in my possession. I'm I'm happy that I had it again. Right. <laughs> I'm just to say. But speaking of military Lego, <laughs> yes, I, I I am really heavy into the military Lego for obvious reasons. Uh, we are both really good friends with Brickmania. Obviously, mm-hmm. you love military lego and you i covered do, a lot yes. it's you just admit it right here in front of everybody so do you think lego should or should not do lego military sets oh yeah this is the this is the big question isn't it i mean yeah. uh from a personal perspective and as someone who appreciates our sponsorship from brick mania not wanting to see them go out of business i'm gonna say they should not no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice nicely worded Dan, you heard it right here. That was excellent. <laughs> that was a breach of the contract. That's right. wow. What a. <laughs> um, I think. <laughs> I think like from a like an educational perspective, uh, I think it'd be really neat to see them go more into mm-hmm. some of those areas, even if it was like uh, like ancient Greek uh, and like Roman sets with with like more of like like uh, those types of figures and that and that era. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't even have to be like modern military things no. necessarily. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, um, value in that just from an educational perspective of, you know, kids. completely. Right. Yeah. Kids getting interested. Yeah. And it's also like fundamental human history that like you can't pretend like it doesn't exist. And I understand that like Lego doesn't necessarily need to be the resource for your entire education, you know, like 
circle or whatever it is that you're doing, but it is for a lot of people. And I feel the same way, especially about architecture things, like from a religious perspective, like there's a lot of churches um, that they, that are significant pinpoints of architectural change, history, shifts, strategies, styles that are like, that's where the money was funneled for so many years. And you can't just like ignore like Notre Dame or, you know, Sagrada Familia, like these things like are encapsulate human history. And it's just because it's like not within brand values. It's kind of, it's kind of wacky, but I get it, I guess, sort of, I'm trying to change. Mm -hmm. I mean, like whenever I post those videos about like what you think, what would people think about military Lego and you get, you get the, you know, the pros and cons and I get both sides. Like I do understand that. Why would Lego create an enemy? Cause uh, ultimately you need an enemy, right? That that's, that's, that's being a bad guy. Uh I don't well, think well, so. Well, I mean, I don't. That, that's what do you mean? Like with kids cops play, and robbers? Yeah, kids in oh, the back. Yeah. I mean, so, they still have criminals in the Lego sets. So, yeah, you know? I was gonna say that. I'm gonna say that right now. If you look at modern modern history, as far as like what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan, I don't think it would be entirely appropriate to have someone of that enemy sort going again. So that makes sense. I do understand that, but at the same time, and I've mentioned it before, like a lot of a lot of, a lot of Lego fans are military themselves. Right, we come to the Lego world to to help cope with whatever is going on with them, and it, it is it in the United States, and I'm sure across the world, it's a profession to be in the military. It's not just some knock job you do when you can't figure out what to do. Right. It's a legitimate profession where people spend and retire their lives into. So children cannot create their idols, their 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 parents out of Lego outside in job description like they can make them in, in civilian format but like they can't make them like a doctor they can't turn them into an engineer a computer programmer or a robber or criminal like in mm-hmm. city like they can't do any of that and that that's a, and i didn't come up with that idea a child gave me that idea like a kid gave me that idea i'm like oh you're right <laughs> i yeah. can't create your pants out of this so uh, it's not a foreign thing that lego has done mil- hasn't done military before because they have <laughs> uh you know we have the camel the, the folker they have the uh the um, Queen's Guard. What are they called? The uh, the like uh, Buckingham Palace Guard type. Yes, of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, they're, yeah. They're, that's modern military still because <laughs> it's a minifig. You know, like yeah. the whole Osprey thing. <laughs> so like, well, I think what would be cool is like if you know, I think their like brand values are very much like you know, we even though like Star Wars has like killing and stuff like that. It's and same with Harry Potter. It's still like in the fantastical world. Mm-hmm. So if there was like a way to like have that you know what i mean like and i think indiana jones was like a great opportunity for that mm-hmm. um and i think it'd be interesting and like vikings is also like a really good opportunity right. for that and the coliseum was one like min- the minifigures to go along with that would have been really cool um yeah i think that would be that would be really interesting yeah, no. I, I was thinking in terms of so when i when my rebuttal to people that were telling me about like you need to have a bad guy was well you can make modern military be fantasy it doesn't have to have legitimacy as far as an enemy is concerned, like the, you know, the Taliban or. I mean, that's like what that's like what um, Quentin Tarantino did, you know. Yes. Like Inglorious Bastards is. Yeah, it's fantasy, but ultimately, in in that movie, there was you know historical enemies there. So. Yeah, I mean, it's historical fiction, is yeah, what it's yeah. called. Yeah. So, yeah, but like, as far as like, if you want to do modern military, you could have it fighting aliens, like in. Independence Day or yeah. Battlefield Los Angeles. You know, you can mm-hmm. have straight, realistic military fighting, something that is not what is like, but I guess what, you could say, like, isn't 
Aren't, is, is Marvel the equivalent to it? Aren't they our so like fantastical office. equivalent of superheroes? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, where, where would you draw the line there if you were trying to like base it mm -hmm. off of some real life military thing, but not make it to real life? I, I yeah. feel like that'd, that'd be very difficult. You either kind of have mm -hmm. to like avoid it totally or or just do it in, in how it should be done. But, um, but to try to like skim that line. Yeah, oh, exactly. I feel like it's kind of weird though, because like they could just release like uh, the vehicle with the figs. They don't have to make it like fighting other people. That is true. You don't. know, like no, but it's like you have to understand that like we live in the United States, where like our perception of military is like very different. The amount of money sure. that we put, yeah. our budget to the military, and like the infrastructure that we have here is set up in a very different way than it is in a lot of other countries, particularly Denmark. So, and a lot of people live in those countries because of that belief and based yeah, on their yeah. politics and like, you know, they're what they want their tax dollars to go to. Yeah. So you have, we have to like also respect that. You know what I mean? So well, a large chunk of that uh, money goes back into Lego. Cause <laughs> it's, just so it's just social economics, right? We put a lot of money into the military. A lot of that funnels down. <laughs> I'm just, I just do that out there, <laughs> right? Kids buy it, like they're, you know, like a lot of people in science buy it, engineers buy it, NASA buys it. Like NASA's a, they sponsor the military. That's a big chunk of the military budget goes into that. The 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 Lego yeah. perspective on it, though, I think does make sense as you think about more of like the 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 way that like war has impacted a, a European culture a lot more yeah. than the U.S. So like. If you think about Germany was the biggest market for Lego for many decades, probably until like the 2000s, like early 2000s, maybe I forget when exactly it became the US. But for a very, very long time, Germany was their their biggest market. And think about what Germany went through with like the world wars that were like fought on their soil. So uh, like it's very understandable why uh, someone in like France or Germany or Denmark would have a much stronger reaction to the thought of Absolutely. making it based yeah, on the world wars than, totally. than in America. The wars. entire infrastructure of Berlin with all of the monuments and the way that it's set up is like an apology letter. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. and there's still, you go into like Budapest and you, you can quite physically still see war torn situations and like, like, you know, buildings that are still have ash all over them while we the, like the only thing that we can think of in our recent history is like 9-11 when we actually had war like here on our soil and it was nowhere near in comparison yeah, to the, the like ye true. multiple years of turmoil yeah we are it's insensitive it's absolutely insensitive you know yeah, yeah. well we, we don't know what that's like a lot of people no don't. we do not no it's a problem over there you know those people that we don't really understand it's those like that's how a lot of americans think you know it's like Anyway, <laughs> so I kind of I kind of like the balance, actually, that the, the community and Lego, the company has reached in terms of you've got, you know, Lego does their thing. And then you've got companies like Brickmania and Brick Arms and all, whatever other company that makes stuff related to that. Exactly. And I think, you know, then they have free reign. They can do whatever they want. Obviously, Brickmania gets licenses for a lot of their kits from the companies they work with. Yeah. So they mm -hmm. work within those constraints, but they don't then have to worry about competing with Lego on making a certain plane or tank model or something so I think there, it's actually kind of a nice sort of equilibrium, I guess, that the Honestly, community has reached over the years. Yeah. And it cool. also makes it so that it's like possible for people to like work within the Lego world and not necessarily move to Billund. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one thing I do. I do mm -hmm. enjoy because, you know, a piece of me, although would like me, 
the main thing for me is just like just being acknowledged that there is a like a Lego community that's like full of veterans that that I I feel like Lego hasn't really voiced or seen or shown. That's the maybe that's like the draw for me specifically, which is fine. I I, I get that. Yeah. I get that in other places. I don't really need it from Lego themselves, but like I do see what you guys are saying. Like Brickmania, like I'm a huge fan of Brickmania. We all know that. Any other military Lego Lego co- company, for the most part, I'm a fan of. Like the, there's something about what they do to make it more as accurate as possible. Where I know Lego wouldn't really play that unless it's like a UCS set. So yes, I feel yeah. like if Lego were to do that, it would disappoint in some ways more than not. Maybe it was because I got hurt because of the Osprey, like the outpour <laughs> of like that issue. Cause, almost there because it was almost there, and it wasn't even like mm-hmm. a military made vehicle, even though it really is. Um, it's like okay, cool. We get to acknowledge some something, even if it's minute. It doesn't really showcase what it really is. It's something, and then it's got pulled out of the rug. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay. So we're going back and forth with what they think is appropriate or not, as far as military is concerned. Because we've seen it in every other example that they've done in the past with Indiana Jones and or their you know their World War One sets. So it's like it's a hit or miss as far as what they really think. I mean, like. I just it's just inconsistent in my what eyes. If, what if Lego totally... didn't do military vehicles and they did like CMFs? That see that would be a perfect thing. No, that's per- in dress uniform. That's that's pretty yeah. much yeah. Perfect. You can make a fantasy dress uniform that looks close enough to pretty much everything, and that will work just like the uh, you know the Queen's Guard. That's just a perfect example of that. So. I mean, anything like that that would be so controversial. I just don't yeah. ever see that. I mean, you <laughs> no, just, <laughs> it, won't. It, it doesn't won't. matter like how no. how much they tried to smooth it over. Yeah, I think it'd just be so. Someone will someone will mess that up. Oh, <laughs> definitely, someone will call it out and be like, oh. especially from a PR days. perspective. Yeah, what was that? I said, especially these days with the internet and stuff, like it's going to be mm-hmm. everywhere. But at least we have Brickmania. We have, uh, you know, they, right. they yeah. cover a lot of the the eras of kits, uh, mm-hmm. and they're even doing like Roman stuff now, and things, something that yeah, I'd love to see Lego do more of. So, uh, so unfortunately, exciting. they're continuing to expand. They also have, uh, you know, thirty foot long aircraft carriers. So if that's <laughs> something you want to build, you can also. <laughs> yeah, if you want to spend, you know, your entire annual salary, please go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And make an island. I still need to see that thing. I still need. It's to see great. That. Let's see. It was on. It was on display at uh, Brick Fair, Virginia this year. Yeah. That's where we recorded our video on it. Yeah. So, but it's not done yet. <laughs> it's almost. It's, there. Well, uh, see those projects with Dan and the team. There are they ever totally completed? They're always <laughs> tiling. They're always doing something. No. It's like every time we see them, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's something new. Something, something different. Something new that needs added. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously they get the majority of it done and they kind of start touring around with it. I think is their goal. Mm-hmm. come on dad open up something in the west coast I've yeah they don't have any stores time. out there do they no. yeah no i know i think they've talked about it so well yeah we'll I, i've been telling me doing san diego that'll be the best place for it uh yeah there's huge a military big right community there yeah active oh, that's and true. retired yeah. yeah pendleton's right there like that's mm-hmm. it's a perfect place the ports right there. the ships dock there so you'll see the uss making out in there so it's like it's, it's not too far for me I got your back, shy. Exactly right. <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could drive there within two hours. I'm totally happy with that. But what I think we do need more military of as well in the uh, in the in the Lego community. So like World War II is really well represented. Uh, if anyone's watching this and like builds military mocks, I would love to see more <laughs> builds from uh, the First World War. I think has a lot of potential, and there's very few builds that people do of any size from there. And then also, uh, I love like Napoleonic era builds. So there have been a me few too. Of- really yeah. impressive ones that especially like Gary Brooks and some of those guys at Brick Fair Virginia have done over the years. Um, but more like uh, like big army Napoleonic era battles mm-hmm. and then like first world war stuff. 
I think those areas still have a lot of stuff that can be tackled. So uh, the world, go ahead. They could do some really cool stuff. Like when like Napoleon was like coming into like North Africa and stuff like that, you could literally have like the pyramids of Giza and like Napoleon Mm -hmm. and the British. And that would be really, really cool. Yeah. 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 It doesn't just have to be the the European stuff. No, 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 no. uh, Napoleon went quite a few places. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he got around. (laughs) When you're trying to conquer the world, you've got to do that. (laughs) You got to get around. (laughs) Wow. That'd be so cool. Well, is there uh, anything else anyone wants to bring up? Thank you, Joshua, for coming Mm -hmm. on this episode. It was, For it sure. was great. <laughs> it's, it's been great to chat and uh, hopefully we'll have the chance uh, to meet up uh, at future conventions sometime. Yes. Uh, if, if you're if you're going to shows, uh, I don't know if you guys have anything planned, but we're at most of them. So <laughs> <laughs> we're there. We'll be there. <laughs> most of them. Chicago. We'll see you at Chicago. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Yes. Very excited. We have, we have some exciting stuff planned for Chicago this year. So, or next year, I guess it is now, but yeah. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be super cool. Well, Claire, Ninja, anything? Any last words? I'm good. Joshua, you're good. Nothing. I think I'm all set. Just thanks <laughs> thanks for inviting me on the show. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to uh, seeing more episodes in the future. Hopefully, yeah. it continues to run for a long time. Thank you. Yeah. And with that being said, roll that music. I'm streaming in like an hour and ten. You ready to go? Does you want to say bye? Yeah, come say bye. Sandra says bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Really. <laughs> Wait, hold on, let me take it like um platinum or diamond says. I have it on the headphones, hold on.